This is a homebrew podcast. God, what is that sound? Uh, I don't think I should tell you. It's driving me insane. What is it? Well, it's Nivitz. He just just won't stop eating. I'll kill that old man right now. Wait, Oliver, he's just eating. Hey, you here to get in on some of these D-brand McReese's chocolate-covered peanut butter chicken balls? <laughs> what? What? No, I'm I'm here to kill the old man. Huh? Me? Oh no, Oliver. Why don't you and Sal here just take a seat and have yourself some of these babies? They're pretty good. They're fresh from the fryer. Uh, Oliver, let's let's just try them. <sighs> Fine. Shit. Oh shit. We need to start the show, guys. Welcome to the crew, Dylan McReese. Thank you for the chicken peanut butter balls things. They're pretty good. These are actually pretty good. Hey, everybody. Carl here. Welcome back. Last time on The Homebrew. After receiving a repaired locket from Time himself, the crew and I decided to dive in and see this last waypoint for ourselves. Once inside... We found ourselves in the middle of a mission to steal the fundamental powers of the universe. We had just completed a crazy simulation to get the power of change, and our next target, the power of death. Outside our hideaway on the streets of the fundamental plane, the crew was quickly assaulted by all manner of Cape Crusaders. After some trial and error, we were nearly killed in a nuclear blast by Nuke Baby. But Shaban took matters into her own hands and quickly devoured the baby and its nuclear blasts, destroying it forever. Now, let's find out what happens next. Shaban grabs Nuke Baby, unhinges her jaw, and eats Nuke Baby. And then her skin begins to glow, and she closes her eyes, and Jaden runs up to her and is like, shit, 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 we, we have to go back, we have to go back, we have to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he rewinds time and you're back in the room uh, and Shabam is laying on one of those chairs and she starts screaming her skin is like glowing like red hot uh, she's like vibrating and she's screaming out in pain just flailing around and Jaden runs up to her why'd she eat the nuclear baby what the hell yeah uh, let me make something to fix that he like touches her face and begins to like stroke it and she's just screaming flailing around shit, 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 shit. yeah I'll make what some sort of like a radio active absorbing you know neutralizing uh, injection here, here this ought to help uh, you give it to him and he injects her with it and the redness begins to like calm down she's just sitting there her eyes are wide now she's no longer like screaming in pain she's panting she's like and Jaden's like, just just give it to me. Just give it to me. And Shaban is like, no. No, I'm fine. I can handle it. And Jaden says, no, you can't. You can't handle anymore. I can, though. Just give it to me. And after a moment, you hear them whispering quietly. And Shaban reaches out and touches Jaden's arm. 
and then you see this whatever redness was left after Carl kind of like stopped her from exploding transfers into Jaden and he sits for a moment taking deep breaths it's like Carl can you make me one of those please yeah 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 you're uh going right up here you go and as much as he's able to control it he puts the needle to his skin and just for a very brief moment before he injects himself his skin lights up like a, a lighter almost his whole body aflame for a brief moment and then the inje- as the injection goes in, the flames die down, and only his like red skin remains. He's breathing very heavily. Oh my fucking god, Grant. And he looks at <laughs> Shabam, and he's like, you can't do that again. And she's like, I- I'm sorry, I won't. Dude, that was crazy. Jaden sits down. Yeah, we have to keep doing it. I hate going out there. Ah. <sighs> Although that worm move was really fucking cool. And that the bubbles. That was sweet. Dude. I really liked the worm move. Nivets. Good thinking, man. Yeah, that was some quick thinking. The lightning Ooh. rod? Nice lightning rod move. Oh, thanks. <sighs> Weatherman, you know, he kind of forecast his own doom there. <laughs> you went do you, there. Do you pose when you say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. We can do this. Just gotta be careful. Yeah. Yeah, no more eating babies, guys. We can't be reckless. I know it wouldn't be us if we didn't kill a baby or two, but eating them, I don't know about that. Can't be so reckless. Shabam stands up. She's like, I'm just trying to help. Oh, I know. I know. What's the point of this power if I don't use it? That power didn't need to exist. Right. It's absurd. And Jaden's like, but you can't. And she interrupts him. She's like, no, there's no reason that there needs to be an exploding baby. There's no fucking reason. It's completely absurd. Doesn't need to exist. Why do I have this if not to make sure that kind of stuff doesn't happen? And looks at Jaden. I can handle it. And Jaden's just kind of nodding. He's like, I know. I know you can. I know you can handle it. It's fine. And then she kind of like storms out of the room and he looks at you guys. He's like, I really don't think she can handle it. Yeah, man, that looked bad. I mean, she makes a good point, but I don't know. It seems like it takes too much of a toll on her let's just let's just get it done we 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 got one more to go and we can get the fuck out of here right and she won't have to do that anymore yeah i mean that's the ambition right none of us are gonna have to do any of this fucked up shit anymore yeah we leave all the crazy shit behind we make a new place for all the normal people and everyone can just be happy and eat pizza right yeah (laughs) right life's goals so let's kind of fast forward back without nuke baby there um, you would note, even with Jaden rewinding time, Nuke Baby is not there, and neither is Weatherman because Nuke Baby is not there. They were bitter rivals, after all. As you pass the magazine stand again, they were bitter rivals. As you <laughs> pass the magazine stand, uh, this the, this the first thing you see that has changed. The poster is now a lot more places, like Most Wanted, and you are on the cover of several of the magazines on front of the uh, the magazine stand here. And were you to kind of take a look at it, there is a superhero team called the Seven. And one of them claims to be able to see through, can remember everything. And their name is uh, Mommy. And they remember these things that have happened and are able to document them for people. So she claims that you destroyed this being known as Nuke Baby. 
All right, let's just go. Let's get moving. You continue down the street. It is not uncommon to see both fights going on and crazy shit happening. Yeah. Roads slithering by. Uh, things of that nature are just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like an everyday occurrence here. And then you see in every single building that you go through, you see people who are like asleep in these chairs. And then you approach and you see the tower, which is a little bit different from the other like skyscrapers here. And that is, it is this massive white tower that seems to go above every, all the other buildings here. And it looks a little bit more ancient, I guess, than kind of like a metal skyscraper. looks very much like the Dreamer's Tower that you saw on Dasaki. Okay. In that kind of like uh, curved way. And this is where you believe Soul Sister to be. As you approach the tower, you hear sound of flight behind you. You can all give me a perception check. See if you have some time to react to this. 18. Three. Six. Eleven. Uh, I will give Carl and Nivitz a chance to do something before they arrive, but there are seven figures flying towards you in a V formation right now. Ah, shit. The seven's almost here. What's the kind of surroundings around us? You are in what seems to be like a... um, I don't know what you call an outside lobby. I don't know how to say that, but you know how, like, some really big buildings have, like... An atrium? Yeah, like grassy areas that are like kind of closed off. Um, There's like a fountain. You're in, if that's the correct word, then you're in kind of this atrium before entering this big tower. What's the fountain look like? It is a big water fountain that is stone and circle and has a statue in the middle of it of a humanoid figure that looks like he's holding some type of book in one hand. And he has, like, his glasses on. Um, you would know this to be Preacher Man, who runs the tower here. And from his, like, other hand, the water is kind of spraying out into the fountain. It's a pretty large fountain, though. All right. Well, Nivitz is going to bring the statue of Preacher Man to life. Okay. To help protect them. And then low-key going to bring to life any kind of, like, plants and shrubs around the area. So you're just, like, everything. Like, everything is coming to life right now. All right, guys, I think the, the trouble's on its way. <laughs> Bringing things to life. Carl, are you doing anything? Yeah, I think I'm going to try and make a distraction as well. I'm going to just start quickly as I can making little minions for them to fight. Little robot boys. <laughs> little treasure boys. Tell them, uh, all right, guys, you know what to do. When they burst in, hold them off for as long as you can. This is a uh, get in, get out, so. Okay. We just need you to buy us time while we find the treasure. So you have run up to this tower as you're in this kind of um, area outside. You bring this fountain to life and basically all the bushes, all the hedges and all of these little minions begin to spawn just as the seven land and they immediately begin fighting with uh, this little mini army that you guys have created. There's one who has like superhuman strength and he's like in this like duke out with the preacher man statue and then the others seem to be for the most part preoccupied with all the different little creatures that you've created one of them though uh whose name is the teleporter he's he pops up right in front of you and he reaches reaches out to grab zaldwin zaldwin make a dexterity saving throw eight he grabs your arm and he goes and he pops your your Hundreds of feet up in the air now. And then he 
teleports again back down. Uh, you are now hurtling through the air right now, Zaldwin. Uh I am going to roll up into a cannonball shape, and I am going to change my biology and give myself these massive wings. You begin to uh, fall and then curl up, take it in, and then everyone would see on the ground that he begins to just sprout these wings. What kind of wings are they? Dragon, angel, bug? They're giant cicada wings. Giant cicada wings. And the fall does not seem to affect him. He is going, <gasps> the teleporter is now going to attempt to grab Oliver. Oh, Oliver. No, 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 don't touch me, don't touch me! <laughs> Make a deck save. 18. You are able to dodge out of the way, giving uh, anyone that would like I, to. I fall into the fountain into the water. And I just like <laughs> frantically like back. Like, no, don't touch me. Which is enough time for Carl or um, Nivitz to react to the teleporter while uh, Zaldwin begins to fly back down. Nivitz is going to bring the teleporters close to life and tell it to choke him. Oh my God. We gotta get out of here. Uh, you do that and he begins to... Th- and then he... Th- poop, and he appears next to you butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> and tries to grab you as he's teleported out of his clothes. He's the greased up cameraman all along. <laughs> he is. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. Well, that explains how he was getting in and out of that office so easily. Please succeed. Nine... He grabs you and he thup, disappears. Not okay! And thup, appears, God, like 500 feet up in the air now and thup, back down. Carl! Where he is teleported now, he is on Zaldwin's back. Oh, fuck. Zaldwin, give me a. Roll me a 1d20. See if you can react to this quickly enough to, like. That's a two. He thup, teleports you down so that both of you are embedded into the concrete about halfway and then teleports himself back out. You are now stuck in the concrete. Uh, Nivitz is falling, hurtling through the air in the sky right now. Um, And he is going for Carl now. Create something. Change something. You guys. Yeah, I got an 18. And as he goes to grab at me, I'm going to try and slap onto my wrist and onto his wrist like dimensional shackles to where he can't he can't teleport yeah like he can't uh, teleport I think that works I love you bringing tech from your simulation into uh, back into the real world here you slap those on and you see him like (laughs) and he just like farts a little bit and then looks up at you and realizes he's not going anywhere get him Oliver (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll run up and punch him in the try to punch him in the face. Okay. But very obviously, I am not the Oliver from the simulation. But the technique is there. Yeah, like the muscle memory is there. Yeah. I think. Fifteen. I think a fifteen absolutely hits. You come running at this guy and clock up, and it's like slow motion. You hear. The, like you hear crowds cheering in your head as you remember being heavy arms Oliver for a few moments. Yeah, and you just clock this guy across the face, and he slumps down. 
unconscious. And I go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hurts. Oh, my. Oh, why'd you let me nice do punch. that? Oh, I think I broke a finger. And Carl, you are now handcuffed to a completely naked, unconscious man. I'll, un- I'll unhandcuff myself from heaven, handcuff him to a radiator. Okay. <laughs> that no he creates. He creates oh, a great radiator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do you get out of your uh, little half prison? I change the concrete around me into water in a like five foot diameter and then just fly back up. I really wanted you to say chocolate pudding. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's what... If I get my hands on one of these fuckers, I'll turn them into chocolate pudding for you. That sounds so horrific. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, why chocolate pudding? It's, like, weird. Oh, yeah, that's Um, funny. As you... Would I begin... I I imagine you begin to head into the tower, correct? Yeah, we're fucking booking it. I'm still falling! Oh, yeah. What are you guys doing about this? Roll perception to see if you can catch him in the sky. Uh, Look where he's at. Lay an egg or something. Uh, Nat nat 20 from Zaldwin. Zaldwin's going to fly up there and pluck him out of the sky like a starling. Hell yeah. Oh, thank God it wasn't the naked man. (laughs) You catch him. As you begin to um, head in, you hear from behind you, you hear, stop. Or what? You, yeah, yeah, or what? You turn and see uh, mommy standing there, who is a like six foot two woman, bigger than like two of you put together, like just built as fuck. And she is standing there. She has like a long flowing white cape. And she just says, you don't know what you're doing. Instead of doing this, why don't you help us? Help us take the bad actors out of the world. You're going to get his attention. And if that happens, we're all dead. You don't know what you're doing. And Jaden would say, doesn't matter because we're leaving. Yeah, we're done with this place. Shabam's like, yeah, and flips her off. Yeah, good luck. And the preacher man statue like tackles her and they begin to fight again. So sorry to interrupt. Proceed. You guys are in a very, uh, very like ritzy lobby now. There's like nice little uh, music jingles playing. There are chairs and little end tables everywhere. There is an old woman who is sitting behind the desk up ahead of you. At least Zaldwin would recognize this place. I can't remember who else was there, but it's very similar to inside uh, the ruins that you were at. And the woman behind the counter looks very much like Margaret. It is literally Margaret. And she is sitting there behind the desk. Uh, just staring. Oh, hey, Margaret. How'd you know my name? Lucky guess. Well, what do you want? I don't. I. 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 I just work here. We're just. We're just. We're just trying to meet with Soul Sister. You know. Yeah, Soul Sister. Never, never heard of Soul Sister. Are, are you sure? I'm positive. Well, I mean, I've heard of Soul Sister. I just not not in like the specific sense. <laughs> it's a lot of you guys to keep track of, by the way. Who are you? Uh, uh, chaos. Uh, That's a pretty cool moniker. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't taken. I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just Oliver. I'm Oliver. Oh, Oliver is so handsome, too. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. I'm Professor Creation. 
Wow. A little young to be a professor. Do you like my mask? I do like your mask. You need a cape. Maybe I'll do a cape. That's not a bad idea. Capes are very fashionable. Well, that was exciting, but can you guys leave now? I, I really don't. I don't know. I don't like dying. I don't like being resurrected. I hate time skips. Like, I'm just not a fan of all this. I don't even have any powers. How modest. We'll, just, we'll get out of your way. We're just going to go up. That's cool. I really shouldn't let you do that. I mean, it'd be a lot easier if you did. Well, what if I just ask you nicely? I mean, we uh, can we ask you nicely to go upstairs? Yes. Can we please go upstairs? <sighs> uh, roll persuasion. <laughs> 18. Yes. You did ask me really nicely. <laughs> oh, thank you, Margaret. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, Zalvin's going to walk up and shake her hand. She shakes her hand. You, you boys are pretty nice. I don't know what it is about you that makes me want to not do my job correctly, but there's just something something inside of me that makes me just kind of want to walk out of here. You're like a secret rule breaker. Just spread your wings and kill lots of things. Me? I don't think I can kill stuff. Oh, you'd be surprised. Anyways. All right, all right. And she hands you a little key card. I can't believe I just did that. It's like a lot of rules I just broke because she's kind of walking away. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, let's go. She stops at the front door. She sees the like war going on with all these little statues and <laughs> superheroes. And she's like, I think I'll go out the back. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a good idea. Nivet, stop. Just get up off your knees, man. Let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I no, forgot no, Nivet has a thing for Goliath women. That's <laughs> I forgot that was a canonical fact. I made a little joke. Everybody in the audience was like, when he described mommy, I was like, Nivitz gets down on one knee and proposes to her. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are in an elevator and there's some kind of like nice little elevator music playing. It goes up. It seems like it only has two buttons. And when it gets to the top, ding, the door opens. There is a uh, man in the room who is sitting on one of these like kind of huge gaudy circular couches behind him we'll call it like a 120 foot room there is a woman on one of those blue chairs that i had mentioned before um the man who's on the circular couch stands up and he has these like circular kind of like sunglasses and he just kind of peeks at you over them for a moment and you recognize that this man looks exactly like sean paul and he pushes them back up his nose He's like, now see, you you shouldn't be here. What is it exactly you think you're doing? Surviving. Yeah. Surviving. That's more than a lot of people can ask for these days. You're a little young, aren't you? You should be uh, should be asleep, shouldn't you? Gone down under? You don't need to be up here for all of this. I'm tired of all that. Why? Why? You can go anywhere you want, be anywhere you want. If you want a realistic experience, there's plenty of options for that. You wouldn't know the difference. But we do know the difference. I could always make you forget. No way. We want to be free, right? We want to be free. We want it all to be real. All to be real. Let me let you in on a little secret. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it does. Sorry. Pardon my French. Uh, I'm going to need you all to go now. Um, got some important things I'm cooking up. Uh, got lots of got lots of things happening. Um, you couldn't stand fighting with me, I assure you. So... It was a nice little adventure. Time to go home now. What do we do? I don't think I'm going to be able to punch this guy. 
Well, we can't leave without getting what we came for. Shabam is like, I can eat him. Jade, what do we do? He's like, I mean, could just be bluffing. But he could also be like a nuke baby. Kills all. I mean, I can always, we could always try it again. Like, worst case we die. Which yeah. sucks. Not a fan. <sighs> Not a but fan. I don't think Shabam should eat him because I don't think, no offense, I love you. I don't think you can handle another one. All right. Right, and we right. need you. We need we need Shabam full strength to give Soul Sisters powers to Oliver. So yeah. Okay. Zal, Nivitz, Carl, you guys gotta do your shit and take this guy out. On it. All right. Zeldwin kicks off their shoes so that their feet can be on contact with the floor. All right. He slaps his book shut. Are we really gonna spend such a fine afternoon with violence? I just don't understand children these days. And he turns, squares up with you. Now, what exactly are you going to try to do here? I tell you a dream I had once that you really wouldn't like. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that this time, so I'm going to let them handle it. Mighty big of you. Last chance to leave. Well, we can't really do that, but we can. And as he's nervous to saying that, he's going to bring a part of the couch behind the man alive and have it like rush forward and not try to knock him off the balance like hit him in the back of the knees yeah so the couch it's so hard to imagine the things you keep bringing the weirdest shit to life um the couch <laughs> comes to life i described it as it's one like of those brave weird... little toaster shit <laughs> yeah like gaudy little and it hits him and his legs just splatter into this like inky blackness oh my god oh and he remains standing as it goes through him and splatters black liquid everywhere. And then it just begins to like form his legs back again under him. Huh. Now that wasn't a good idea. And he holds one of his hands out and blasts just these swarm of locusts begin to come out of his hands. They're huge, big, terrible creatures. If you look closely at them, they're not even like normal locusts. They have like giant gaping maws and sharp claws. And they Ugh. begin swarming you. Will everyone do something about that before they reach you or attempt to? I think Zaldwin with their shoes off is going to um, change a section of the floor into water and in hopes of making this godlike figure fall through the next floor. Okay. Carl, what do you do? I'll uh, make a giant bug zapper. Okay. That's actually <laughs> what I wanted you to do, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Give me a... We'll call it an intelligence check. It's just a d20, though. Give me, like, a check to bring that to bear before the locusts were to reach you. Thirteen. I'm gonna try rolling off against you. A roll off versus a swarm of locusts. A giant bug zapper appears between you and Preacher Man. The floor beneath him turns to water, and it definitely, like, drains out below him, but he remains hovering there, just as when his legs were destroyed and splattered. He remains hovering there, and the locusts are intercepted by the zapper, and just... They all begin falling. What are we going to do, guys? I can't keep zapping them forever. Make a vacuum. I'll, I'll suck them up. Suck them up in a vacuum. All right. Is that a, is that a, I, I don't know. I worry. He's, he's thinking black stuff. Zaldwin will run up and try to t- 
touch him? Touch Preacher Man? Yeah, I think so. Roll uh, 1d20 here. Oh, that's a six. I rolled a three. Whew. Nobody can roll well, mate. He <sighs> swings his fist down at you as you reach up to touch him and misses you. You, like, duck out of the way, and he just follows through all the way with the punch, slams into, like, a column beside you, and just eviscerates the column. Like, the pieces of it go flying everywhere, breaking all the windows in this, like, high-rise area that he's at, just embedding chunks of column into the wall behind you. And what do you do when you touch him? I turn him into chocolate pudding. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you uh, touch him? His throat. I feel like I ducked underneath his punch and then just came up with a right hand right to his throat, gripping it, maybe even lifting him up off the ground just a little bit as he's, or I guess he's hovering, so uh, slightly higher than he was hovering, and then just goop in my hands. Yeah, he evaporates around you, his little book and his glasses clattering to the ground as he turns into pudding. And Jaden writes himself the locust stop, of course. And yeah, Jaden is like, this is officially somehow weirder than the rest of my life. Did did you just turn him into chocolate pudding? Zaldwin licks chocolate pudding off his hands. Yep. Holy crap. All right. Okay, Siobhan, what do we do now? She looks a little distant for a moment and Jaden puts her hand, his hand on her shoulder. And she's like, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's time. I gotta do my thing. And, um, walks forward. She's looking out now. Um, the pressure in like this building has kind of like broken since the window shattered. So, and you're very high up in the air now. So it's kind of like loud and noisy and windy in here. Yeah. And she walks, she walks up to the chair and she looks down over soul sister and then looks back and she's like, um, I know this is stupid, but can you not watch? Oh, uh, yeah. No, no problem. Guys, turn around. Turn around. All right. Nevis closes his eyes and turns around. Zeldwin turns around. You hear terrible sounds behind you of crunching and squelching and sloshing, as you can only imagine. Shabam is eating Soul Sister. And then after a moment, <clears throat> you hear a thud. And were you to turn, you'd see that she is sitting on the ground and Soul Sister is gone. There is some blood on the ground around the chair and there's some blood dripping down the sides of her mouth. And she's just sitting on the ground, staring out the window. Yo, you okay, Siobhan? She's breathing very heavily. Oh, yes, yes. Oh my, it's so much. I can hear, I can hear all of them. They keep dying. Hey, it's, you know... Walk out of the way. You give it to me. And then we're done. We can go. It'll be fine. She looks up at you and then looks down at her hand. And Jaden kind of stands up beside you and puts his hand on your shoulder, Oliver. He's like, yeah, let's let's do it. We, we did it. Let's go. Together. We'll do it together. And Shabam just kind of falters for a moment. And then she looks up. She's like, why does this keep getting harder? I don't, I don't know. But anything worth having is, is hard, right? She nods her head, a tear rolls down her cheek. She reaches out, she touches your arm, and this purple energy seems to transfer from her body, it seems to glow. It 
just turns into these two little purple orbs that rotate around your arm. They work their way all the way up your arm, and then they embed themselves in your chest. You're alight with a purple glow for just a moment, and then it fades from everyone else's vision. But inside of you is just an overwhelming experience in sound from all of these people in all of these chairs below, living out these lives, living and dying repeatedly on such a high speed. The levels and levels and levels of all of these different simulations are somehow reaching you all the way up here. And it is so loud for a moment. And then as it starts to kind of like become more and more part of you, you're able to focus it a little bit more and you're able to shut it off a little bit more. And you're able to hear and see again like normal. But that sense of death is around you. Oh, let's be gone for this place. There's it's too much. Too much death. Jaden is kneeling beside Siobhan and kind of cradling her. She seems very exhausted. And he looks up at you. Are we really doing this? We've come this far. I don't think there's any turning back now. He says, okay, so we just need time. We just need time. We just need to go somewhere. We have to figure out. We've talked about it a lot, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's time. It's time to really, really, really hash out how this is going to work. How we're going to make sure that this doesn't happen again. How we're going to make sure that people can live and that, that it matters, that it's important, that it's not just dying repeatedly and being brought back to life and all these crazy, powerful beings doing whatever they want. Even us, we, we, we can't even be that powerful. Right. We need to, like, I don't know, put it together. Uh, like a, I don't know, Carl, help me out here. You're the guy. I don't know. This is a pretty big problem. I mean, it's, I was kind of hoping that it would have come to me by now, but I I don't know exactly. I mean, we have to give people enough power to where they still feel like they can make a difference. But no more nuke babies. No more nuke babies. Shabam burps. What if we, what if we, what if we do what we've been doing to get the powers in the first place. Well, we'll set it up. We'll set the parameters, right? And then we'll see how it works. If it fails, we try again until we get it right. Until we figure out the perfect way to do this. Jaden nods. He's like, yeah, I mean, I can... I'm pretty sure I can do that. Even if it's like a big scale. I mean, maybe if... Carl, maybe if you made a place that like we could always go back to. And like, if it's not working, we just meet there. Yeah, no big deal. I can make as many demi-planes as you want, huh? How about, uh, about a big-ass door? <laughs> Jaden nods. Well, I mean, that makes sense. That way we can, like, shut it and open it, right? So it's not just, like, always passable. Because it'd be weird. Yeah. Okay. So make... Let's start there. Let's make a, Let's make the space that's going to, like, connect it all. All right. I'll do that. I'll get to step one. Jaden picks up Shabam and is, like, holding her in his arms. She seems, like, barely semi-conscious. And Carl, you begin to craft this um, this little space like you've done so many times before where you all have been hiding out as you've undertaken this mission. You begin to uh, do so and it's taking long. It's not as instant um, just because of the scope, the scale of what you're undertaking. And then uh, as you are doing so, Jaden looks out um, the window that has been shattered here and he stumbles back and he falls and he points uh, wordless out the window. What? 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 Do, do any of you look? I, I look. Yeah, Zeldwin walks up and looks. I think it's 
Can I work and look? Yeah. <laughs> Just um, kidding. I'm not going to stop working, but I would like to see it. As the, as the sun begins to set, you see the moon in the sky. And as you follow Jaden's point, it takes you a moment to make it out. But then as this sun is just now starting to set and darkness starts to like flood across the city, you see in the sky by far the largest single entity that you've ever seen. And it is crawling and oozing as your eyes adjust to what you realize is a crack in the sky. Its shape defies logic and reason. You can't even quite focus on it. It seems as if it's further away from you and yet closer in your periphery. And it doesn't just invade your vision. It invades your past and your memory. And in this moment, you have this overwhelming sense of deja vu. You're experiencing this singular moment in every moment that you've ever been alive. The shape is roughly humanoid but amorphous and it's oozing and it has some type of stringy like pseudopods adorned on what is most likely this black oozes head would be is a skull a skull that is about the size of a planet you would imagine and it literally nudges the moon aside it being about the size of what a basketball would be to a person the moon crumbles and breaks apart right before your eyes. It's hard to even process what is happening as chunks of it begin to just drift away, leaving the Earth's orbit. And you somehow feel it is staring directly at you. And Jaden looks back. It's like, we gotta go. We gotta go quick. We have to go. Yeah. We have to go now. Yeah, Carl, Carl hurry up. Carl, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Let me just hurry up uh, this thing that is possible to hurry. Yeah. Do you guys have these same powers as me? You know how hard this is. Uh, they're like scrambling back and you're continuing to kind of conjure this door before you as it continues to get closer and closer. You can't Jane, even- Give me more fucking time. I'm trying. This is as much as I can give you. We need a lot of space, right? And we can't leave all these people here. Uh, uh, Oliver, you have to get everybody. You have to get everybody, everybody. Uh, uh, all right, all right, all right. I'll pull, I'll pull it all. I'll pull it all. And uh, I, I start pulling souls to me. Every soul I can reach, I start to just rip them towards me. And for what seems like days that you are doing this, that you are helping each other construct this, you're pulling all of these lives from both the people on this world, but also the simulations that they are in, and the simulations in those simulations, like everything inside of everything, you're pulling everything to you, and then the door is done, and Jaden puts his hand on it, and pushes it open, and he says, we have to go, and you look back out the window and you see this thing is close very close, and Jaden steps through, carrying Shavam. Move, 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 let's all go come on, fast through the door, through the door. Zaldwin runs through the door. I move like, almost like I'm holding a thousand pounds on my shoulders. It's like just struggling to like, like I'm bursting from eating too much almost. And I try, and I just trundle through the door. The door is just big enough for you to fill that through, Oliver. So you have to, <laughs> gonna have to squeeze. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Nivitz, help me push. <laughs> Zaldwin's hand reaches and grabs and tries to pull Oliver through the door. Oliver gets through the door 
into this. I mean, Carl didn't have much time for this space. This is mostly an endless blackness in all directions with a single door in front of you. As I imagine Carl goes to shut the door, a stringy black tentacle shoots through and then another one and then another one. And it continues. The door begins to push against you, Carl. Uh, Gotta close it. It swings its tentacles as Carl fights against this thing to shut the door. It swings its tentacles and it knocks Carl aside. This inky blackness is dripping off of these like pseudo, they're like shadow tentacles. It begins to push the door open further and further. It gets the door all the way open. Uh, You see that through the door and then through the building on the other side, you see this massive skull is now somehow on this planet on the other side and its tentacles begin to wrap around each of your legs. Your power is completely useless against this thing. And then you look, you see Shabam unhinge her jaw again. This big, massive, toothy maw and bites one of the tentacles in half. You can't! And then just begins feasting and feeding on these things. The thing reels back and she slams the door shut and she sits back a red glow in her eyes and then passes out. Well, that was fucking close. Too close. Is she okay, Jaden? Jaden stands up and runs to her and he's, I I don't know. I, I don't know. And he kind of shakes her lightly. I don't know. I don't think, I've never seen her do it twice that close together before. Or what, I mean, the thing was, I think it was unreal. That's, that would, that was, too, that was way too much. What can we do? Can we do anything? I can't go back. I can't go back any further. I mean, we're here. This is it. This is the beginning. Jaden stands up. Shabam and the door fade from view. All around you is nothing but inky blackness. And Jaden is no longer Jaden, but a flame lights up all of him burning. Every inch of him. He begins to float a little bit turns around. He's still your size in this instance. And he turns around and he looks to each of you. And he extends his hand. Within it, a small purple flame begins to flicker, separate from the rest of his you know, orange burning skin. And he says, my last blessing. There's nothing left but to come find me. And he offers it to whoever would receive it. Carl should approach. Yeah, I'll, I'll step forward it this time. The flame floats gently from his hand into yours, and time says there's always a way, and then he dissipates. And you find yourself back on the hawk, sitting around each other, and the locket clatters to the ground, having been only gone for moments back on the hawk. Oh, oh man. Oliver sits staring at his massive arms again. Wow. So destruction saved us. Now we know how to save destruction. That red glow in their eyes after they bit that thing, though, is that the source of their, of the problem? Almost like a corruption, the thing that ruins of our previous attempts? It's extinction. It's got extinction inside of her, and we have to get it out. That is going to be where we end our episodes. Oh, appreciate that was Cody seeing his new blessing. Um, <laughs> that's where we're going to end our episodes. Uh, thank you everyone so much for listening. I 
I hate doing outros after heavy episodes, so I'm going to excuse myself from doing it. But thank you all for being here. We'll see you next week um, for what I assume is going to be a show on Mazoros. Thank you, everyone, and goodbye. Thanks for listening, listeners. Our story has come to a close for the week, and that means it's time to thank our listener sponsors, starting with Samuel Pierce, who shall forever be emblazoned upon the homebrew wall of fame as our first Crusher Mania season pass holder. Thanks for believing in us, Sam. As well as Ryan, a longtime listener. Don't forget about Tara Hoffman, that one ender who thought rolling down the window in space was safe. Uh, rest in peace, Tara. Watch out for Adrian Josie, the silent assassin who just broke out of the prison colony on Hadria. And Trevor, zombie dad, Belmont, hunter of the unholy. You're a bastard, Trevor, but you're the bastard I choose to fight alongside. Special thanks to the last guppy, last of his kind, in search of a new home. And Austin Katzenberger, the inventor of the Catburger and secret nemesis of Ricky Rat. Check out Austin's project at foldsofhonor.org. And Timon King. Previously a longtime listener of Galaxy to Galaxy Radio, who hacked their location and joined the crew. I knew I should have set up that extra firewall. Oh well. Of course, there's Colossus, a rock golem formed in nature and then lost in the stars. Hope to see you again someday, Colossus. Here's to you, Tritus, the fifth cog. Best damn warforged gunslinger this side of the Milky Way. And Odin, the egg thief. Get your damn hands off my goddamn eggs, Odin. Keep an eye out for Zip, a tiny adventurer seeking to help his parents. Good luck, little guy. And Brendan Baker, a simple slaughterer for beef. I'm sure Mr. Goy would approve. There's been another sighting of ghostly Bigfoot, Grundle's long-lost friend and fellow abomination. Gotta be more careful, big guy, or they're gonna find you one of these days. And the illustrious Kentuka Numba, a tamer of dragons and creator of musical delights. Special thanks to Ariar, the Warforged monk who joined the crew in search of their missing car keys. They're always the last place you look. Might want to watch out for Zuma, a mortal who is searching the galaxy for a cure to the disease he is cursed to spread. Probably going to need to keep six feet, or maybe six light years from this guy. Incoming SOS from Captain Joe Rogers says here he's stuck on Terra in a future beyond all comprehension. Whatever that means. Special thanks to Chaos Incarnate, Destroyer of the Multiverse, forever trapped in a frying pan. Hopefully not Grundle's frying pan. We can't forget about Den the Friend, the governor of flowers. Nap with him in the rolling fields of flowers. Experience having a true friend. What's the deal with all this fungus among us lately, you ask? Well, you can thank Trip for all that. You know, Trip, the druid that chooses to fight the darkness with mushrooms. Well, hey, at least they seem like a fun guy. Can't forget about Zero, the time-traveling druid. Wait, who? Three cheers for Cerberus Rising, an improbable pirate pulling off improbable heists, when they're not being a danger to everyone. And we can't forget about Finn M, the Aves of Spades. I wonder what other cards he got up his sleeve. Hmm, we better watch out for this fella, Chris Madison. He's the Vape King. He'll smoke ya. Welcome aboard, Stand. A sentient celestial music stand who fell through a planar rift and appeared in the Hawk's cargo bay one day. Maybe I should multi-class into Bard. Find out about our Patreon offerings at patreon.com slash thehomebrew, and we'll see you next week.